0: Well hello and welcome to It Happens at SCAS, a place for conversation in the St. Columba Anglican School community and this is episode one. Hey, So exciting to get this off the ground. Um, I'm your host Marnie and I guess I should introduce myself. Uh, this is my third year working here in the media team at SCAS. My background's in public relations and advertising but this is my first time podcasting so... It's really exciting, but I'm also nervous because I'm a stereotypical millennial. I say um and like a lot, so I'm going to try not to do that. So this week we're bringing you a really awesome episode on managing students' wellbeing and online learning, which is really relevant right now. But before we dive into the episode, what's going on at SCAS this week? I guess we should probably address big elephant in the room that there's been some big changes because of the global pandemic and COVID-19 and our teachers and students have been adapting to the blended online and in-classroom learning so we can cater for those at home and for those who are still turning up in the classroom. And I think it's just a testament to the strength of our community. Our teachers have adapted so fantastically and so have our parents and students. And in this episode, we really dive into that more. So stay tuned for that. Now, in some good news, uh, Miss Ranger's year 9 to 12 computing classes competed in the NCSS Challenge, which is a national Python coding competition. Quite interesting and challenging, and we came out of that competition with five perfect scores, a whole heap of five distinctions, and some and some distinctions. So, a massive congratulations to Miss Ranger and those students. That's really awesome, and we love hearing good news in this time. Uh, in the media team, we are loving seeing all your working from home pictures, and we'd love to see more of them come in so we can keep putting them up on Facebook and Instagram. So you can send them through to media at scas, S-C-A-S, A-U. Now, in this episode, we have Tracy Diplock, the head of wellbeing, and Sandra Hollins, the President of the Parents and Friends Committee, and also parent of Bronte in year two and Addison in year four, and they go into. What life is like now adapting to new online learning and having students working from home. Now, uh, as you've probably seen in your Facebook feeds, there's been a lot of memes about homeschooling and parents coping at the moment and the struggles because the struggles are real. But we hope that this episode just gives you some guidance and some more clarity about how to go about that and navigating having your children at home. Uh, They talk about online learning, how it's working for primary and secondary, and also about well-being for parents and how we as a school have flexibility in the programs that we are setting for the students. We talk about how to manage work from home while your kids are also working from home, and the importance of physical activity, taking a break, making sure you, the parent, take a break too. They address some of the challenges that have come with COVID-19, but they also talk about some really beautiful silver linings about family connection in a really uncertain time. So I'll hand it over to Tracy and Sandra for an amazing episode. We hope you enjoy.
1: Well, welcome listeners. This is our very first podcast at SCAS called It Happens at SCAS. And uh, so we'd really like to welcome you and um, thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoy all this series of podcasts. And our first one is going to be managing uh, children's wellbeing and online learning. So, really topical at the moment. So, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, I'd like to welcome with me this morning uh, Sandra Hollins, head of the PNF. Good morning, Sandra.
2: Good morning, Tracy. Good morning, everyone. I have kids in year two and year four at SCAS.
1: Okay, so my name is Tracy Diplock, Director of Wellbeing here. So, uh, we've got a lot of things that we want to cover this morning and some interesting anecdotes, and uh, we hope you find it uh, useful and that you can apply some of these things at home. So, let's just kick off uh, with um, talking about um, what's been happening at the moment for you at home, Sandra.
2: Well, it has been challenging, we've had our ups and downs, but I must say the materials and the daily schedules provided by the teachers are excellent, Um, I've been really impressed with the way the kids have been able to log on to Google Classroom, um, follow their schedules, um, do their activities, a bit of computer help here and there. Um, The kids are really missing school though Tracy, and we have had our emotional ups and downs, but. Um, We do work through that and we just try to get through our activities as we can. We don't get everything done every day, but that's okay. That gives us activities for days in the future. Um, We're trying to build in quite a bit of exercise and outdoor time in the backyard to keep everyone's well-being top of mind.
1: Um, Well, that sounds like you're managing pretty well to start with now. It's a challenging time for all of us. And so... We're just trying to give a few tips on, um, or information and tips about um, how to manage it all. So um, I might just also give you a little insight too with some secondary things that are going on. So uh, year 11 and 12, just starting with stage six, have been uh, doing online lessons as part of Google Meet. So they're doing meetings and then they've got resources and working online. So they're having quite a lot of contact with the teacher. And we've just completed a bit of data gathering on that yesterday. And the feedback of that is really positive positive, great, actually. Um, Lots of interesting data that the students are coping well by and large with the online learning, and some are actually thriving in that environment, which we'll talk a little bit later about some of the fantastic things coming out of this um, unusual time. Um, Year 7 to 10 have been just working on Google Classrooms, and so... That's been our rollout process, but that is
0: all set to change as everything
1: is changing every day at the moment with all the the new health news and new restrictions and guidelines. So we'll be um, rolling out Google Meet um, not quite as often and as demanding as the Stage 6 lessons, but on a regular basis. And that will include uh, feedback from tutors and time with tutors to manage wellbeing as well. There's lots of changes going on at the moment, and by the time you listen to this podcast, podcast, a lot of these changes will have already happened. So I'd encourage you to keep jumping on Skaz Explain because that information is changing daily, and as we respond to new challenges and try to roll out information that is, you know, not overwhelming but is staged as a, as a continual graded step up so that we students can actually get used to the systems and manage them and be communicating and interacting with staff. So those, those sorts of things are all a work in progress and we're all learning together. And um, it's actually been fantastic to learn together and pro- progress together. So Okay, so um, that's what's happening in secondary school. Um, Sandra, could you tell us a bit about the daily schedules and what's going on in primary school?
2: yes of course um each morning the girls receive a daily schedule from their teacher Um, it gives time breaks so we start off year four for example start off with reading and then they have their activities whether it's maths or writing or speech preparation throughout the day Um, the same for year two it's broken up into time slots Um, i must say Uh, My seven-year-old is really quite focused on the time slots and is keeping me to task on when short break should be (laughs) and when fruit break should be. Um, And it's giving them plenty of activities, both online and offline, that they can do throughout the day, as well as some physical breaks and wellbeing breaks built Mm -hmm. into that day. Um, It is a challenge working from home and juggling the kids working in the same office with me. Um, But we are doing the best we can um, and getting through maybe not all the activities every day, but we will save those activities we don't get to and we can do them on another day or at another time when they're ready for it. The school day has changed slightly because we are building in outdoor time and physical time in that they'll start probably about 8.45, 9 o'clock and with all our breaks and things, they'll probably be still keen to learn and jump on and do some athletics or something at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So the day schedule has changed slightly.
1: Mm. That's great to hear that you've been flexible enough to do that. So we've had a bit of feedback from parents, very stressed about making sure that their kids can complete the work. But look, at this point, it's not a high priority for us. It's student well-being that is what we're striving to achieve. Um, and parents don't feel pressure to do that, um, perhaps just communicate with the teacher that um, this isn't going so hot, is there some alternative things that you can assign or is there some other s- structural activity that you can give us that we can um, assist? Um, so it's, it's really actually opened the dialogue between parents and, and uh, teachers. And, of course, you know, we're you know, subs, uh, working in partnership sorry, with parents in the learning process so it's been great to see that evolving and parents communicating and and um you know working together for the common good of students so that's a wonderful thing to come out of all this yes
2: i found that the other day we had a real challenge during the first week with the public speaking and my youngest was really attached to that and that became her symbol of not going to school so it was quite an emotional every time we had an activity around that. And I just emailed her teacher, Mrs Muir, um, with some of the challenges and she came back with some great suggestions um, and also reminded me around that flexibility and that we could video that at a later point in time and send that in so that Bronte still felt like she was achieving the end outcome with that public speaking. Mm. Oh, that's great,
1: Sandra, that's an excellent solution. Um, and so i guess um it might be good to start talking about um some of the expectations that you have i guess with your schedule so i heard you say that you're a bit more flexible with the time
2: absolutely i'm trying to juggle my own work from home and also the kids um, sometimes i'll have a meeting online meeting that i have to attend um, sometimes the kids are just getting a bit unfocused. So we really build in some exercise breaks and some time outdoors, um, or some of the physical activities, Roxy's physical education activity was great. Um, we're trying to build that into the day. So it does change the schedule slightly, but I think, like you say, Tracy, well-being of, the students and also us as parents is most important so we are being really flexible to just see how everyone's going each day and take it day by day mm.
1: so it's interesting you talk about that um, the schedules and you're being flexible because um, the feedback we've had from other successful schools who do a lot of online work is that the students need to maintain the schedule of their normal routine of school each day so we've tried to mimic that however Uh, we're really mindful that we need to have that also that flexibility so that students, if they need to get up and go outside and move or they need to go and, you know, have a fruit break or some food break or they need some other kind of interaction there that they they need to do to keep them focused, then that we need to be flexible with the delivery of that. So even though staff are saying, you know, please submit your work at the end of the lesson online, there's that... Flexibility in terms of submission. So if students are feeling like you know there's a crisis in the in the household, or the little brother's you know got his hand stuck in something or whatever, um, we can be flexible with that and submit the work, you know, within a reasonable time frame. And, that, and teachers are checking that those students are submitting work, and there'll be a planned rollout of um, feedback. You know, just letting parents know where the students are at with work completion. Um, and how we can also maintain that engagement, particularly in the years 7 to 10, because that's, that's the challenge, actually. You find seniors are very motivated, and you often get 100% attendance with all the Google Meet sessions. Uh, but 7 to 10, not so engaged at this point, so we need to be um, working hard to make sure that we are doing that whilst still giving that flexibility. So please know the school is working hard to do that.
2: I agree. The routine is really important for us because I think it's giving the kids a sense of control in a time when everything has changed because the kids keep coming back to the daily schedule. It doesn't matter what time of day we might be doing the schedule. We're always up, they're dressed, they're at their computers by eight forty-five doing the first activity just to make it feel Like school is still there, we still have our routine and they will keep coming back to that schedule throughout the day because Mm. I think it gives them a sense of control Mm. and also something that they feel they can do independently and then show me their work once they've done it and we upload it onto Google Classroom.
1: And so Sandra, um, we're not all in the position where we can have a parent at home who isn't you know, working a lot a lot of parents are giving feedback, they're trying to work from home and help their students and what sort of tips could you give them about how to manage all that? that that's a microcosm of activity, <laughs> isn't it? In it the is. home. Wow, just so much.
2: I oh, look I'm a, working from home, the first couple of days I did really struggle and I had to manage my own expectations around what I could realistically achieve at home during the work day. Um, and I had to communicate that with my managers and my workplace around what I could and couldn't do. And I've changed the way I work. I'm getting up early before the kids get up out of bed, having my cup of coffee and getting some stuff done so that I feel like by the time they're up and starting their school day, I've already achieved a number of things on my to-do list. Um, and then i can afford to take some breaks throughout the day so i've also had to reset some of my expectations and not be too hard on myself in terms of what i'm getting done Um, i'm lucky i work part-time so i have spread my hours out over a number of days as well Um, and that is just through regular communication with my workplace well that's
1: fantastic Um, and i just On a side note there, I hope parents are really paying attention to their own well-being as well. Uh, Very important for staff and parents because if you're not coping, you can't help anybody else. So that's, you know, we've all been through patches like that where we've just felt like we can't really offer much but we can take. Uh, But at this point, we need to be really um, mindful of our own well-being. So I'm hearing you say that you've adjusted your schedule and you've, you've adjusted your expectations so that you can put some work into your own well-being
2: Mm. I think it's really important I'm really trying hard to do more physical activity and get outside with the kids the first day or two I did feel like when they were having a break I was just focused on getting work done at my computer so by the end of the day I was completely exhausted and hadn't left felt like I'd left inside the house so I'm now sort of scheduling more of that out time when they go outside i'll go outside and do an activity with them whether it's an exercise class or um an online activity that they're doing through school um just to make sure that my well-being is also being managed
1: so that's kind of a really nice thing to actually come out of this isn't it so that you're doing more physical activities with your your children at home and actually was running yesterday afternoon running back from the beach and uh I saw lots of families on the front lawn shooting baskets or playing games and dad was out there playing with the kids and I thought yes <laughs> like really <laughs> fantastic you know I mean amongst all these there are some great things surfacing which should be just so heartening to see actually what strengthening family ties and community. Yes
2: and it's been great I must say it's in terms of spending time with the kids, we are doing more of those things. The board games have come out. Yeah. I have plenty of helpers wanting to come and walk the dog with me now. Um, the soccer balls are out. Um, we're spending more quality time together. Um, that does have its ups and downs some days. But we're doing also doing quiet things like reading books. So one of the things (laughs) I love a good book Um, and it also makes quiet time I must say the first few days the amount of chatter in the house because normally I work in an office behind a computer so all the talking in the house it was just quite constant so we've started sort of half an hour of quiet time in the afternoon where we either sit down and read a book or If they want to colour in or do artwork, it's just half an hour of that really quiet, relaxed time. Yeah, so that's,
1: I'd really like you to flesh that out a bit actually, because I know we're really saying, yeah, get active, keep active, very important, but also there's that place for some downtime, some quiet colouring or reading a book, and isn't that important to teach kids to slow down and just have
2: some time out? It is very important to take that time, I think, to rest their brains and also their energy levels. Um, There was a great art activity that Addison, my daughter, in Year 4, has been working on that um, Mrs Catlin had put up as one of their activities. And each afternoon during our quiet time, if she's not reading a book, she'll pick up this abstract art activity she was given. Mm and it's lovely. It just puts a sense of calm throughout the house. Another thing we have been trying at that end of the day when everyone's getting a bit tired and emotional is um Smiling Minds meditation. Oh, yeah, great app. Uh, yeah. It's if you great. you your Smiling Minds then get onto it. <laughs> it's great. It's free. Um there's meditations for all age groups. You just pick your age group. Um and they're short, short enough that the young kids will listen to as well. Mm. Yeah. That's fantastic.
1: And so, um, Sandra, I might just uh, move on to some of the feedback that we're receiving at the moment, uh, particularly from the students, but also from parents, uh, which we've touched on already. Um, I was saying that the students are giving quite a lot of positive feedback in Year 11 and 12 when they've got that human contact element happening with the Google Meet platform. And Year 7 to 10, we've interviewed quite a number of students over that platform about how they're finding it and they are really missing that physical um, human element and the relationships and i have students jumping on the google meet saying oh i miss you oh i just don't want to be back in the classroom i don't want to be stuck at home and i guess it's just lovely to highlight that importance of that human contact and i know the students are missing it the staff are missing it and i'm sure parents are so well aware of that and and they're kind of picking up in that area. So that, that human contact with your child, you know, just saying, how did you find it today? Perhaps what was the best thing that came out of the day? Um, I don't know. What's your feedback
2: on that, Sam Oh, I agree completely. It's the biggest challenge for my kids. They miss their teachers dreadfully. They miss their friends. Um, Mrs Branch put a video up the other day about an activity. Addison was so excited to see her face. Um, we've got Google Hangouts now for them to stay in contact with their friends. I think it is so important putting some time aside so that they can connect, whether it's uh, over Google Hangouts or just picking up the phone and ringing people. Mm-hmm. I personally am trying to make sure I spend more time. Ringing friends rather than just texting or doing social media posts, um, ringing friends and other parents to stay in touch because I think that human contact, like they're saying, we're not socially distancing, we're just physically distancing.
1: Yeah, really good points, Andrew. Yeah. And so, as head of the PNF, um, what would you suggest uh, for parents who are perhaps feeling like they're floundering or um, what, what sorts of strategies would you suggest they use and, and support networks available to them?
2: I think there's many support networks out there. I think the first place, if you're struggling with things to do with your kids and the learning exercise, I think talk to the classroom teacher. Make a time. I noticed, on Skys guys explained, there are some times being allocated for parents to be able to call teachers, email the teachers to get some feedback. I think stay in touch with other parents. Mm. Um... If you're having trouble making connections, contact the school or contact the PNF um, via email or on social media and we can assist facilitating some connections. Stay in touch with friends. I'm ringing friends. We're having Skype get-togethers with groups of friends to try and keep that connection going. I think prioritising your own mental health as well is really important. Um, Physical activity, taking time out and really taking an active role in your own well-being is important during this time. Mm. And so uh, for those
1: people out there who think, yeah, yeah, I know all this stuff and but have trouble starting yeah. or, or just making that happen, what would you suggest that one thing they could do first to just start that process? Because it's often the start mm-hmm. and getting that routine in your schedule that's the hardest thing isn't it it's it's hard to change the way you've always done something
2: yes it is really hard and i find change like that hard what i'm trying to do is allocating some time i'm just focusing on today and also taking some time to think about what i'm grateful for today um and talking to the kids about what they're grateful for today Mm -hmm. today we're grateful the sun is out and we can sit in our backyard Mm -hmm. we're healthy um we have a house, we have a dog, we can take the dog for a walk. I think focusing on what you can control today. Um and then scheduling time in the diary. I'm actually putting time in my workday to go outside and do some exercise. Make sure we get our meditation in of an afternoon or reading a book or doing some quiet time. I'm also Think about the grateful for the time I get to spend with my kids now. I'm learning things about my kids that I would never have learnt previously, such as how they learn and the fact that they can work independently. I was quite impressed about how they could work through their schedule and how set up they were Mm. with Google Google Classroom and prepared for online learning.
1: That's great feedback, actually, because we we do gratitude diaries and... And that's one of our key focuses to get research shows that kids who take time to remember what they are grateful for and what's great in their life they they tend to have those coping strategies uh, later on and, and that that's building that resilience and that mental outlook that is positive uh, rather than the glass half empty it's the glass half full so Um, That's really great to hear you say that. That's a lovely reinforcement from things that happen at school too. Um, And I I love your insights also into your children's learning. So after all this passes, and this too shall pass, how do you think we can share some of those great parent insights into your children's learning with teachers? Because teachers really want to know that as well. Like You might find something that they have not previously worked out. How do you think that we could possibly share that in time to come?
2: I think that's a great idea, Tracy. Um, whether it's via email or maybe it's talking to the teachers. Maybe at some point down the track, if we can't meet face to face, we can have um, maybe some online Google Hangouts with the yeah. teachers to talk about what parents are learning and get their advice. Yeah. Maybe a teacher Q and A. Um, where we could say, we've seen this, how would you handle that or how would you suggest we improve on that? Um, I think it would be great to have those conversations. And I think the children will get a lot out of online learning Mm. and also the parents because we get to see more about how they are learning. I've learned about jump strategies in maths everything from when I was at school has changed mm-hmm. so I'm also getting a greater understanding of how they are learning. Mm.
1: And so uh, I guess Sandra moving on to um, the family structure and and this is just going to be crucial that we we work on um, embellishing what we've got but what sorts of family rituals um, do you have or, or things that are just specific to your family that that then other families might look um, look at and think oh could probably do that and that would be fantastic for our our family to bind together and we're talking about binding together families and working with them to create that great community structure Mm.
2: I think from our family perspective I think we're spending a lot more time together and getting the kids involved more in the day-to-day running of the house and we're working together as a team to do things around the house so my husband will get the kids out in the garden gardening. Um, We're also playing more board games. Um, We're making an effort to have dinner together because we're not off most weeks. We're either at dance or sport or doing so many activities. I think we probably would have dinner together two or three nights a week at most. Um, Now we're having dinner together every night. And some of the things we talk about at dinner is what was good about today
1: oh that, that is such a lovely spin-off isn't it it's yes. just those having dinner together yep. there's a lot of research suggests that um, families who have dinner together are much closer and more resilient mm. so
2: well we're spending a lot more time together and I think it's also helping broaden the communication one of the things we've been focusing on is also thanking people for helping out around the house so we have our own little reward chart happening where even the parents get rewards. Mm -hmm. um, And talking about how we can help each other and improving our communication skills, Mm -hmm. um, particularly around, rather than the kids getting frustrated over something, um, actually communicating their feelings and looking at ways that we can work together better as a family. So I think there will be some positives that come out of all this time together. Mm
1: And so I'm happy to hear you say that. You're talking about strategies and working together. And I think particularly for secondary, I know we spoke earlier and you said you'd had some feedback that it was difficult uh, keeping teenagers at home at this Mm -hmm. time because they don't see or quite have the same values of um, the the New South Mm -hmm. Wales Health in in terms of distancing. Mm -hmm. So is there any kind of suggestions or ideas that you could give um, parents i know you mentioned a chart which is fantastic let's go back to the the little kids (laughs) Uh, but you could use that for seniors as well in uh, you know brownie points for this if you want to do that and so forth Uh, but yeah what sorts of challenges i know you were talking about a parent who had some challenges in that area
2: yeah i think it is a real challenge and I, i did see something the other day that really brought that home in terms of the reverse of the generational shift is that if it was grandparents and parents that needed to stay home to save our young people and protect them from getting sick that would be without a question I think it's reminding our young people that they're staying home to help protect the parents and the grandparents in their lives who are potentially more vulnerable um, than the younger people with this virus. Um, I think engaging with other teenagers as well is good online um, and also hearing their perspectives of why it's so important that mm-hmm. we do stay home and... Well, that's a great idea, Sandra. I
1: really love that idea. And, and uh, that would probably lead me to think that we probably should be getting some of our student leaders to be communicating with our other students. So that's something we'll do. Thank and, you for that advice. I love it. And we'll yes. take that on board. <laughs> great idea. <laughs> that's excellent. And so I think we um, probably should also have a little bit of a talk about some of the great things to come out of this experience and, and where we are go- where we might be going to from here. So uh, I know the staff have had a lot of conversations about this is a great opportunity to re-envisage the structure of schools how lessons are delivered so they are really targeting what individual students um, are benefiting from that so some students obviously are thriving and some are really struggling and so pitching our learning and teaching to those individual needs is probably something that's you know is going to come out of this which will be great and we, we might even look at restructuring the The school day, particularly for seniors, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I've been, you know, excited about giving them more opportunities to be flexible with their time so that they can learn when it's more suitable, which I guess is is moving towards the lines of learning, at um, further learning at TAFE and university Mm -hmm. and so forth. Um, So that's something exciting to come out of it from a schooling and staff perspective. And also um, just being able to deliver lessons online effectively, Uh, lots of learn. there's been a steep learning curve in terms of working all that out this week and and making sure that um, we're all on the same page with our waltz and wilfs, which is what we're learning to do and what we're looking for in our lessons. So they're targeted with those specific outcomes and then the lesson flows on from there. So there's been lots of great things already to come out in terms of teaching and learning and rethinking you know what what might project learning look like you know could there be a block of time where kids are working consistently on a project and a time where they're working on some specific subject lessons and a time where they're working on a goal of their own well-being and and that could be the way that we're moving forward which is really exciting I think it's just um, so many opportunities there to see how things work, but also to re-envisage the way we are uh, delivering education and working with parents to make sure that that's an effective uh, learning um,
2: medium. Yeah, so. I agree. I think it's a great opportunity, particularly for the senior students, more and more. certainly university education is moving online and they need to have that ability to structure their time and their day and projects and work um, in that online environment. But even for us parents with younger kids, I think it's great for them to learn how to take some responsibility for their learning because they do, they need to get on and do their activities and look at their schedules. I think over time, this will build a lot of lessons for them, in terms of owning their own learning as well. Mm, yeah, really good
1: point. Um, and so, there's a few other things that we've, we've, I'd like to touch on there. Um, particularly, just some good things and some funny stories, I guess, that are coming out of this week. It's been a pretty interesting <laughs> journey uh, that we've been on together. So, what would be your extension?
2: <laughs> I have my funniest story, and um, and we're only into week two. Um, So one of the activities that year two has is a physical activity. It's on YouTube. I put the challenge out to parents to give it a go. It's called Go Noodle. Now, (laughs) if we had not moved to this online learning environment, I would never know about Go Noodle. So yesterday, as part of my getting involved in student learning and physical activities, we did Go Noodle. Cleared the lounge room out, had it on the television, popping bubbles. Oh my goodness. <laughs> my children are gonna get weeks of entertainment out of giving me a hard time about that. Yep. But yes, it was quite funny and it's this dancing, jumping around, highly active. I'm gonna get really fit with um Go Noodle and all the other online activities they're doing. Yep, yep
1: um it's funny isn't it like you you see someone these days and you're in my in, i realize what a cuddler i am and so your, your instant reaction is to oh no no I'll pull back hang on so that's been sort of a, a real adjustment for a lot of people which is um interesting but you know we're, we're human and social beings so it's natural yes. for us to gravitate to that and we will get back there at one point so i'm looking forward to that stage <laughs> um something funny i wanted to share with you was um year 11 and 12 uh tutor well-being time uh, this week we've had uh, we've divided it up into a couple of options so the kids can work out what they need to do and go there and one of the options we've had like a spiritual um, a quiet time a, a dance option and and another and um i've been doing just dance and so there's big dance room and so we've spread out so we're socially distanced but we've been doing just dance well what a revolution that's (laughs) been hilarious and the kids are just loving it's the highlight of the day yeah and so they just you just come out feeling so invigorated and and it it just renews you for the whole day so that's a bit of fun revelation for me and i i get in there the kids saying you're enjoying it miss
2: more than we are
0: (laughs) yes 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 i am (laughs)
2: our chance to be children again
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah so that's been a, a great benefit to come out as well um, anyway so i hope that gives you some insights into uh, the challenges and the great things that have come out of this um, difficult time with coronavirus um, is there any other comments you'd like to add before we finish sandra
2: i would just like to thank all the teachers and staff for all the effort they've put into mm-hmm. Preparing the lessons, I know they're juggling kids at school, preparing online lessons in a new environment, they have their own families to worry about, so I just want to say thank you to the teachers. I think from all parents that I've spoken to, we love teachers, and we can't wait for our children to be back at school and in their normal learning environment, Um, so a big thank you from parents to teachers and staff.
1: Oh, that's really lovely, and and look, the feelings mutual. Like we love your children, and it's just missing them so much, and it just highlights that wonderful connection that you are privileged to make with some fantastic students, and they're a product of parents too. So we just have this lovely set up here, and you know, we've just got to foster that because we have a we're very lucky to be in an environment like this. Uh, so, I hope that gives you some insights. Um, we really would welcome any feedback or other suggestions from parents. Um, please keep those communication lines open and thank you for all the feedback that you've given us so far. We're in this together and I was joking with Sandra earlier about, um, well, it's making us more resilient, all this Uh, COVID regulations and the restrictions and if it doesn't kill us it'll make us stronger (laughs) that's something our parents probably would have said to us Uh, but we're really um, working together to get through this and be encouraged that you're doing a wonderful job Um, the mere fact that you're listening to this podcast tells us that you're invested in your children's education and um, it's a great investment so well done take heart um Keep your chin up and do lots of uh, gratitude activities and and uh, we're doing a, a fantastic job together i think and we're in this together for the long haul
0: what an awesome episode it's always so insightful getting the parents perspective on the happenings here at SCAS, especially with all these new changes coming in. We'd like to give a big thank you to Sandra Hollands and Tracy Diplock for their time. They're amazing ladies and they were just fabulous. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and you can also leave us for a review. We'd love to see them. And if you have any feedback or any requests for episodes, please send them through to media at scaz.nsw.edu.au. We'll be back next week with another episode, but in the meantime, you can stay up to date with our social media on Instagram and Facebook. Bye.